Hey, y'all. The Fallen Podcast is an Augusta University and Georgia Cyber Center production. Thanks for tuning in. Things are about to get wild. Hey, JAG Nation. The JAG mobile app is finally here. This is your one-stop shop for everything at Augusta University. Stay up to date with what's happening in the city and on our campus with our news feature and calendar. Having trouble finding a location? Our campus maps got you covered. All of this and more is provided to you, offering connection and convenience in one centralized location. With more features being added, this is an app you'll definitely need. Download JAG Mobile by AU in the App Store today. Augusta University presents In the Wild, the podcast for all things Augusta University. With this week's Quick Jag, here's your host, Rayshawn Ricks. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to In the Wild. And joining me in the studio is our outstanding, amazing, stunning intern, Miss Nia Clark. What's up? Rayshawn, stop with all the adjectives. <laughs> having me up over here, but thank you. I'm doing well. Busy, 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 per usual. Yep. Got me doing a million assignments. Last night, I was looking for a flight because I need a break, mm-hmm. a vacation, because they are running me dry. Like, oh, my I understand. God. How are you? Same. Um, I, I think it's just like that point in the semester where you're just exhausted and you're just burnt out. You just got to power through it. Like I've been really trying to keep uh, myself steamed up to not just like completely feel deflated. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But we're not going to waste any time. We're diving right into wild topics. Ania, get us started with the first thing we got. So this is crazy, y'all. I just don't understand people. But there was a (laughs) video that went viral of a Tesla flying through the air before crashing. So a video was posted by LAPD and they police are now asking the public for information about this because not only was, you know, this Tesla, it was a rental. It was a (laughs) rental (laughs) Tesla. And I, I don't understand people like what was the point? And I saw so many different angles of this video and, like, all of the uh, kids just, like, recording it. And I'm like, what What was the purpose? What was the reason? What was well, the reason? <laughs> what was the reason of why y'all really just got to destroy <laughs> destroy this rented car? Yes. And it's a Tesla, too. Like, it's a Tesla. Trying to help us save the environment. Y'all playing with it. Exactly. Like. And it really got airborne. It was. It really. Like, so, that person driving it could have died. And I'm just like, y'all just put y'all life on the line. Like, like y'all just don't care about y'all life. And then it hit, like, two other cars. It was right. A mess. And that's the thing about it. It's like, you want to be funny and play, but now you hit somebody else's car. So, yeah. You're going to have to pay not only for the damages on the Tesla that was rented. It's not even yours. Mm-mm. And now you're going to have to pay damages for the car that you damaged. So, was it really worth it? Uh, no, it wasn't. I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, like, what could... Uh, take over a person to where like <laughs> they would feel like this is a, in any way like a good idea or it's worth it like it's fun like that you really could lost your life because the way that uh, Tesla hit the ground like th- this car is airborne yeah just imagine like you laying in bed and you in a group chat with all your bros and like hey bro y'all want to crash a Tesla tonight who's down like my buddy got I, the whip <laughs> yeah I'm just wondering like how did he even get started people are crazy but would you, yeah. would you like to tell us about our next um, crazy story going on? Yeah, this is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Kim Kardashian makes headlines again for her 
comments on work ethic for the young people these days. In mm. her most recent interview with uh, Variety and featuring her sisters and her mom, she kind of shared, or not kind of, she did share some controversial advice for working with women. And she said, um, get yourselves up and work. And it seems like nobody wants to work these days. And yes, I am trying to censor myself a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but y'all can easily <laughs> listen to uh, the unfiltered, uncensored version on the internet. But what were your initial thoughts on that, Ania? The first thing that came to my mind was privilege. Like, um, Kim Kardashian comes from a very privileged um, family where her father was a lawyer, he had millions of dollars. So, Yes, you do have to work hard, but then like when you hear from someone who had priv- ha- comes from a privileged background, it's kind of like, well, what do you really know about working? Because like, yeah, you, I'm not gonna downplay what she's done because Kim Kardashian has done some things, but like, yep. let's not forget that you had an advantage because you come from a privileged background. And I think a lot of people know that it's not just working hard. It's also about who you know, who you connect with, and yep. some people who have money have that advantage, and that's that has contributed to their success. So let's not just say, and I think a lot of people are starting to realize it's not just about, oh, you're smart and you do well at this. It's also about, oh, well, you know, it's so-and-so and and -and so-and-so is a really big person with a lot of money, a lot of notoriety. So it's not just about working hard. It's also about who you connect with and who you know. And I I wish she would have, well, I'm not going to say what she said was completely like, bad or like insensitive but i mean look at yourself too like you come from a privileged background so yeah i guess i'm i feel like i'm on the minority with 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 this hot take because i just i didn't feel offended by what she said i guess one because i'm not a woman but Mm. also (laughs) i just felt like she wasn't talking to me like i feel like she was talking to the people that were cut from the same cloth as her like yeah i feel like she was talking to the other rich, privileged people that have a similar background as her. And I feel like for them, it's very relevant. Like, yeah, if you want to become a billionaire like she did, you got to go to work. Right. But I feel for, like, the average person, like you and me, who are people that definitely didn't come from the same cloth that she is cut from. Yeah. Like, she won't talk. Like, I just, like. She ain't talking to me. She's not talking to me. Like, I know she's not talking to me. Like, I'm not going to even waste my time getting offended on what she said because I know she wasn't talking uh, to me about this mm-hmm. because that don't apply uh, for me. Because yeah. I also feel like with the Kardashian family in general, like, some people just really love to hate them. And I'm not True. saying they don't uh, deserve to be criticized for the things that they say or the things that they do. But I feel like if... She breathes air, and she posted she breathes Oh, Kim air. Kardashian breathes air. Yeah, Let's like call they, her out on it. Let's cancel her. Exactly. She <laughs> like, they so ready to just, like, you know, uh, grab some pitchforks and uh, picket signs to just, like, to hate on uh, that family. And I'm like, first yeah. of all, when she gives advice, like, you already, you should already know she's not giving no advice to people that are not uh, from the same cloth as she is. So don't right. get all bent out of shape. Because that's why I said, like, I'm not going to downplay she is a working woman. She's done a lot of things, but like the advice of get up and work is just so cliche. Like, yeah, yeah. People are getting up working every day. Yep. But there's a lot of other factors that play into your success. Yeah. Like it's we could really do a whole podcast episode on that. 
but we're not gonna do it. We could do a whole podcast on that right. and never run out of uh, of topics and things to get into about the disparities that people of color or mm. uh, people from a low income family have to deal with, um, and how their success is really limited. And I can't remember the statistic, but I do remember how uh, difficult it is to. Uh, move out of your social class. Like if you were born into a low-income family, mm-hmm. you have to work extremely hard to get to, say, middle class, or if you are middle class, to get to a higher earning or to be in that 1%. Like you have to work right. very hard. And I don't know if she was born into the 1% per se, but, you know, <laughs> she was already born rich or right. well-off in Calabasas. So, I mean, I can't be, or I'm not going to allow myself to be offended by someone who was already was already uh, way richer than I was right, uh, like, from the moment that they were born. So, And then you knew, like, thinking about it, you know her parents weren't going to let her struggle. Like, she was never going to get yep. it out the mud. So nope. it's like coming from somebody where you've, you've had a very fortunate background, it's like, well, okay, I mean... <sighs> I don't know. It, it like you said, it don't it don't apply to me because I work hard. But will I ever be a billionaire like her? Or I should say, is she a she's a millionaire, right? She's a billionaire. She's a billionaire. Okay, will I ever be a billionaire like her? Probably not. So, and it's not just about working hard. It's other factors that go yep. into, it. and I think that's just the main thing here. It's not just about working hard. So, but jumping on or jumping to our next story, um, a man on video. Um, was caught making racist remarks and mm. claims to be an Augusta police officer, but he's not an active officer. And so, <laughs> yeah, basically a man, um, he tried to get out of paying for a tow by claiming to be an Augusta law enforcement officer. And then he made racist remarks, um, but fi- come to find out he's not currently employed by the department, according to Richmond County Sheriff's Office. What do you think about that? Yeah, I had saw this video, um, and just to give y'all some context, this couple went to um, some city in Tennessee. I guess Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg. I'm pronouncing uh, it wrong. So, yeah, but that, it starts with a G. <laughs> <laughs> and um, their car got towed because they were illegally parked. Um, their hotel had overflow parking, and they didn't park in the overflow area. They just kind of parked in the closest parking spot that they saw, but that was for employees. And so when he uh, tried to get out of paying his ticket, the first thing he threw out was like, oh, I'm a Augusta uh, police officer. Can I get a discount? And God was like, <laughs> uh, no, this is not Augusta. And then he was trying to basically share his uh, sob story. And he was just kind of, or not kind of, but he just started getting frustrated because he couldn't get out of paying this ticket and then started throwing out some racist remarks to mm-hmm. some of the employees uh, that were at the hotel that he was staying. And I thought that was very disappointing, but of course not surprising because why are we in 2022 trying to, one, be offensive to people that had nothing to do with the situation? Right. And then two, like, sir, pay that ticket. Like, you got caught... Uh, parking in the wrong spot. Parking in the wrong spot. Like, and he claims you... that he didn't see the sign, but then it was on video that he actually admitted to seeing that the parking was 
that that spot that he parked in was for employees only. So first of all, you mad, then you lied, and now you want to throw in racist remarks like, you got "Sir, caught. you look a mess. You look a mess." And I just remember, I just remember like when I first watched it, like I knew it was gonna be some mess when he had called the towing company. He was like. I'm gonna get my truck right. one way or I'm another. I'm gonna pick up my truck now. I'm like, like, oh, I'm gonna get one way or another. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, come on. <laughs> come on. Shout and out pay to that ticket. guy because he was like calm, cool, and collected the whole entire time. Yeah, he really was. And um, they said in the article that, um, and also you can also see in the comments on YouTube that a lot of people were commending him for keeping a calm and professional composure throughout the entire video. And he was just explaining to him, like, sir, you're in the wrong. Like, it doesn't matter. And then he also tried to say, like, we come here every year and I could. We really couldn't explain um, what the lady at the hotel was saying because I guess the whole the lady was like explaining like what was going on, and so him and his wife say she wasn't speaking good English. It was just very inappropriate. It was yeah. just um, a lot of hatred, a lot of racist remarks. It was very uncalled for. And the, the fact of the matter is, like there was a sign posted. You saw and you even admitted <laughs> it. And you yeah. thought you could get away with it. I don't know if it was because of privilege or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, it's your responsibility to read signs and comply. Yep. And when you, when you don't comply, there are consequences that follow. And you have to pay that price or deal with that consequence. I know that was awkward being told no so many times. Because he was yeah. really trying to get out of that ticket. <laughs> but into some much more heartwarming news... Uh, one of our AU alums has hosted, or I guess it's still going on right now. So it's hosting an art auction, an art auction for a Ukraine relief. Uh, her name is Regina Brejda. Uh, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your name. And she uh, is an alum. She was once a business major, but she is a pamphlet grad, like we, or like I am, like you will soon Woo-hoo. be, Nia. Um Yep, and she switched to art, and she has up to nearly 50 pieces of work to bid on an online auction, and the link to that is in the description of the podcast, so y'all can check that out, and it will be open until March 24th, and all the money will go to the Water Mission based in Charleston, South Carolina, and they have sent out a bunch of outreach teams to the Ukrainian border to mm-hmm. connect with other humanitarian efforts. So I thought that was very amazing to see yes. some of our alums. Well, all of our alums are doing amazing things, mm-hmm. but to see that one in a more uh, timely effort. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really sweet and it's very, it's something we can all use right now, hear, hearing something about this with everything that's just going on in the world. I think this is really sweet of her to do. And no, and Miss Regina, just know that your giving back attitude is not unnoticed. Um, we definitely appreciate that. That's very sweet of you to do. And keep doing what you're doing. We need more positive things in the world right now with everything that's just going on. Absolutely. And speaking of positive things, stay tuned. Because when we come back, we will talk about some positive things happening right here in the Augusta community. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Congratulations, class of 2022. We can't wait to celebrate you at commencement this semester. The graduate hooding and commencement ceremony will be held at 6 p.m. Thursday, May 12th at the Bell Auditorium, located at 712 Telfair Street in downtown Augusta. Undergraduate commencement will be split into two ceremonies on Friday, May 13th at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. We'll celebrate graduates from the College of Education, College of Science and Mathematics, 
Pamplin College of Arts, Humanities, and Social Sciences, and the School of Computer and Cyber Sciences during the 10 a.m. ceremony. We'll celebrate graduates from the College of Allied Health Sciences, College of Nursing, and the whole College of Business during the 2 p.m. ceremony. Both undergraduate commencement ceremonies will be held at the Augusta Marriott at the Convention Center, located at 2 10th Street in downtown Augusta. If you have any questions about commencement, shoot an email to graduation at augusta.edu. This message was brought to you by the Office of the Registrar. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to In the Wild. And joining me in the studio and virtually, we have two very special people for our campus. They work within the College of Education, and they're going to tell us about some exciting happenings very soon for, I want to say, the entire community. So give a warm Jaguar welcome to the Dean of the College of Education, Dr. Judy Wilson, and the Director of the AU Literacy Center, Dr. Betsy Van Dusen. How's it going? It's going great. We're doing great. Thanks, Rayshawn. Appreciate you having us on today. Thank you for being here. I know this is a very busy time of year. Um, and I guess right before we get started, uh, Dr. Van Dusen, you're a new JAG. I so am. how has it been uh, your first semester here with us? It's been wonderful. I'm so uh, happy to be a part of JAG Nation. Uh, I think it's incredible to be here. I come from Michigan, where I lived all my life, and so moving here has been an adventure, a really good one, and I'm so impressed with the AU students, the faculty that I'm working with, the incredible leader I work with, and Dr. Wilson, so really happy to be here. And We're excited to have you here, Um, but to just dive into our interview for today, we are here to talk about the AU Literacy Center. So, uh, Dr. Wilson, for those who are unfamiliar, can you share to our listeners what the Literacy Center is? I would love to, Sean. So, the Augusta University Literacy Center was founded back in 1990 by Dr. Paulette Harris, and she was one of our beloved literacy professors. Uh, she passed away last March, but it is my honor and privilege to be able with Betsy and with the rest of our team to carry on her legacy. The Augusta University Literacy Center, the mission is to provide free literacy tutoring to children, adolescents, and adults in the Augusta community. So really our goal is to bring hope and, and good health and educational um, opportunities for others um, through all of the new uh, opportunities that we have that we're going to be talking about today. Um, so how many s- students and those in the community do we serve with this program or with the Literacy Center? We're currently yeah, serving. Yeah, I'm going to let that Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we're used to kind of tag teaming, so we're good. Um, we serve right now 85 students in the CSRA area, and we have about 25 um, AU tutors, and they come from uh, federal work-study students. We have students that are taking courses, and we do have some stud- some tutors from um, the community, uh, interested others who want to serve and volunteer. Our students right now are we're working down at the library until the Augusta Public Library until our new space is available, which is very soon. Uh, we some of our students come twice a week, some come once a week, but we see um, almost a hundred students in the course of a semester here uh, through the AU Literacy Center. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and I would just like to know um, what are some of the challenges or some of the things that students come into the Literacy Center to get help with? 
Well, one of the main things that we work on is making sure our students have adequate literacy skills when they leave the elementary grades. And we do serve children, adolescents, and adults. So we work with all grade levels. But it's so, uh, literacy, learning to read and being able to read is really, um, uh, changes a life trajectory. So we feel very empowered to uh, help these students and make sure that we're helping them get on the road to reading. There's a lot of research that tells us if students read well by the end of third grade, their uh, reading journey is, is much easier. And of course, we keep working long after third grade for those who still struggle. Um, but we, um, students have word reading issues. They might have some comprehension problems. We are really to, uh, here to address whatever their concerns are. And I will also say we're very concerned about pandemic learning loss. So uh, with what we do in our programming, we're very uh, aligned with what happens in Richmond County schools. And we really want to make sure that as we move forward, particularly when we hit the ground running this August, that we're making sure the programming is aligned so our students get kind of a seamless um, curriculum, so to speak, or seamless program across their school life and their uh, literacy instruction at the Literacy Center. One of the statistics that really concerns us is that only 30% of Richmond County School District's third grade students read at or above grade level. And so that is a staggering statistic. And we know that that's from a couple of years ago, Rayshawn. And so with the pandemic learning loss that, that Dr. Van Dusen is talking about, you know, this, that statistic is even worse. So that's an alarming um, and concerning statistic that we want to change. And so with the new location, how do you think with being in a different location, you will be able to help the community do just that to uh, combat that st statistic? Dr. Wilson? Yeah the, geographic, yeah, the geographic location, proximity matters. And so it's right off of 15th Street, um, right in the heart of, of a community um, that really needs um, some support. And so we're excited that we're on the bus line, um, which is one step um, in the right direction to be able to provide these services. Um, some of the services, of course, will be able to be reached by walking, um, but, but some will need to, to take the bus or other forms of transportation. But the new, new facility is going to be absolutely incredible, and we will be able to be in that um, on April 5th. So that will be the first date that we will be able to be there. And we're going to be offering some incredible events um, for families to come and, and see the center and to connect with the center and see how we might be able to engage in supporting them. That's very exciting. Um, I remember a while back when I was a student, I volunteered at the Literacy Center at the uh, previous location. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a very, uh, very small space. So could you tell us <laughs> about uh, what this new space will look like? or the inside of what the space will look like. Yeah, it's a beautiful space and it really fits in with the architectural design of sort of Enterprise Mill. Um, so if you've seen the outside of the building, the inside of the building looks very similar. It's got the brick construction. We have really comfortable furniture that we've ordered for the Literacy Center. So it, it really is a learning tool. It's an instructional tool. We were very careful in the selection of that furniture. We have adult tutoring rooms so that we can provide privacy um, and respect the um, dignity of adults that are learning how to read or are learning how to read better, um, which is, is exciting to be able to offer. We've got adolescent rooms um, that will be 
you know, comfortable for teenagers and um, will hopefully be welcoming. But our goal really is to create the most welcoming place in town. William Perkey talks about that a lot. And so we want people to feel welcome. And inside this new building, we've got three other nonprofits. So we have Augusta Locally Grown, which is dedicated to growing the local seafood community. They're going to have farmer's markets and community gardens and all kinds of programming to teach uh, families how to create sustainable food sources. We also have Harrisburg Family Health Care, which is going to provide free medical care um, to either underinsured or um, uninsured local Augusta residents. And then we also have Rise Augusta, which is going to link community resources, literacy, remediation, mentoring, uh, provide wraparound services to children and their families. So we're going to be able to partner with some pretty amazing nonprofits um, to, again, hopefully bring hope, healing, good health and education and open doors of opportunity for all members of our beloved community. I'm really excited for the hub to be officially open and to serve our community. But uh, Dr. Wilson, how do we come ab about being able to partner with uh so many different organizations to be at this location because it seems like a perfect fit. It is. Um, this is one of those occasions where the stars just kind of lined up. Augusta National Golf Club gifted us with $2.5 million, and that was along with their international partners. So AT&T, Bank of America, and IBM matched that gift. So we had a $10 million donation um, that was given as the lead gift for this project. And um, we were able to create the hub for community innovation here in Augusta. So the CSRA Community Foundation and the MCG Foundation have been integral in this work. We were able to get some uh, new market tax credits because the building was more than $10 million. Um, and so it's just a beautiful site. And it really is going to be a place where we can all come together um, as a community and focus on that urban core of Augusta, especially in terms of health and in education. That's that sounds very awesome, and it's I just love how you know gifts were matched so that you guys could get a building to help educate those who you know need help with reading. But I want to know about how many students and about how many adults do you expect to come to this facility to learn how to read. Well, we're in the process of, as I mentioned, working with uh, our partners in the local and regional education system, and we have to do a lot of recruiting. And that's something we're really focused on with our partners from faith communities, from community organizations, to get the word out that, you know, what this is, what's happening here. Our goal is to double the amount of students um, that we see, and certainly we want to grow our adult literacy program. So we're very... Um, motivated to increase our access and also make sure we're seeing students enough during the week to make sure we give them the practice they need and also help with that learning loss that may be occurring. So our goal is to double. So that's our, and, and we, uh, we certainly have the space for it. And we think we have the volunteers. It's just a matter of, um, you know, harnessing all the potential out there. And Rashawn, you, uh, we do have a volunteer interest form on our website. And it's a place for anybody listening out there today <laughs> or in the future to just fill out, it's called a volunteer interest form. And you can just talk about what you're interested in, what grade level, what age level. Um, and then that allows us to keep a, 
uh, 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 housed all these interested people and not lose anybody. So know that if you sign up there and state your preference, you will be hearing from us when we have opportunities available. Um, another question that um, I was really curious to know is for the College of Education, are there any other ways that we uh, serve our community? Because I think this is a very big and impactful way, but I feel that our College of Education does a lot for not just our university students, but students um, all within the CSRA. So could y'all talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, we're involved in all kinds of service <laughs> projects. Um, there's a few that come to mind. Dr. Hannah Bennett, who is one of our associate professors in kinesiology, she did a sports, um, sports clothes drive this year. So we, as a college community, came together. So our faculty, our staff, our students donated either gently used or brand new um, shoes, athletic wear, t-shirts, you know, anything that you would need to work out. And she donated those to the Richmond County school system. So to the middle schools and the high school students. We've got another professor, Dr. Meredith Roush. She's an associate professor in counseling. And she um, went to Jenkins White Elementary School, which is one of our partner schools located near the hub. And she asked the teachers for a wish list. So, you know, what are the things, the instructional supplies that you need to be more successful in the classroom? And we divided those up across the entire college. And our faculty and staff donated thousands and thousands of dollars worth of instruction. When our team took it down there to the teachers and knocked on the doors and they got their wishes granted. Um, so those are just a couple of the examples. I could go on and on um, about the work that, that our team does, but it literally is it's faculty led and faculty initiated. And it, it comes from those institutional values that we hold so dear um, around compassion and inclusivity. And I'm sure that everyone involved um, is so grateful for your commitment to living by our values. Uh, last question, just to wrap up, where can our listeners go to learn more about the AU Literacy Center and the Hub? Well, a great place to start is our AU Literacy Center webpage, which you can access easily from the AU site and just through a, a good Google search. <laughs> uh, we're continuing to build things there, so keep checking back. That volunteer interest list will be there. Other events that are happening in the community will be there. We have one coming up in April, April 23rd, at a local elementary school where we're going to have a book fair and free medical screening, so those types of um, events will be there. And just keep watching that space. Um, the Hub has its own website, so uh, we can uh, link that to our website so listeners can easily go there. And that's a great way to find out about the Hub uh, in a larger capacity. Thank you all so much for chatting with us today. And I hope everyone listening takes the time to check out not only uh, the AU Literacy Center and the Hub, but the College of Education itself. So thank you all so much. Thanks, Rashawn and Ania. It's been great. Thank you, guys. Enjoy that. Thanks for listening to In the Wild. If you like what you heard, then give a nice rating and review to this podcast on whatever you use to listen to your podcast. To keep our conversations going, follow In the Wild on Instagram at In the Wild Pod and Augusta University on all social media platforms. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Rayshawn Ricks, at Rayshawn Ricks, to send me questions you want to see answered on the show. Tune in for new episodes every week because we don't want you to miss a single thing that's happening on campus. 
You can also find out more news at jaguar.augusta.edu. Until then, I'll see y'all next time. Stay wild.